1: All right, coming up
2: on NFL Fantasy Live, we're going to tell you which defenses have the best matchups for championship week, and we debut our way-too-early series, looking ahead to 2015.
1: And, James, it's Wednesday, so you know what that means. Fab stardom, sit-em list, and you have a big-name quarterback that you're sitting.
3: That's right. you got to stick around to find out who that is. We also have updates on DeMarco Murray.
4: You know, Marcus,
5: I was thinking when we are doing prep work for the show, did, did you ever play Stratego? No, but I was pretty good at getting rewarded at risk. NFL Fantasy Live starts right now.
2: Welcome to NFL Fantasy Live presented by Bose, the official fantasy football show of the NFL. I'm James Cole alongside Elliot Harrison and Michael Fabiano. We're going to be joined by Molly Karam and Marcus Grant in just a bit as well. But don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Tweet the show at NFL Fantasy. All right, if you're in your fantasy championships, rolling with DeMarco Murray, you definitely got a scare earlier this week as Murray had surgery on his left hand. He hasn't been ruled out for Sunday's game, surprisingly. NFL Network's Desmond Purnell is at Cowboys practice sending visual updates of Mr. Murray's hand. Take a look at this photo. Purnell tweeted out earlier today, Murray wearing looks like not too heavy protection on that left hand. Uh, can Murray be effective with one hand? Well, got some more, more visual evidence here for you. How about Instagram video of Murray's one-handed antics? I'm not going to say he looks like ODB out there, but I'll tell you what, he, he he's trying to make it work, and this video lets me know that he might be a go on Sunday, guys.
3: He could be, and uh, I talked to Dr. Neil Godadra, who okay. is our resident doctor here for NFL sure. Fantasy Live. And- he told me that Murray can absolutely play. Uh, the only potential problems are in what? Catching the ball, which he looked okay there, and pass protection.
4: Yeah, well, I'm a little concerned about running because that's your balance hand. So when somebody hits at your legs and you're carrying the ball right here, how do you balance yourself? You put that hand down. Well, that pinky's going to be the first thing to hit the ground. I, you know, honestly, I expect Dallas to do a lot of stretch runs. I expect him to play runs basically where he can get outside and choose to go out of balance. But the inside, the, the guard stuff – I wouldn't be surprised if Joseph Rando actually has to do some of the dirty work in this Hmm. game, limiting Murray's touches, which is no bueno for you. The thing, I know, the thing here is, though, if Murray's
3: active for the Cowboys, how do you not play
4: him? You have to. You You have have to. to And it's a good matchup. The Colts' defense has been hit or miss all year, mostly miss. I'm
2: going to have to disagree with you guys. I think even if he is a healthy player, I, I just don't know in championship week if you could trust a guy. If it was a regular season, you roll with him. Championship week,
3: I, I just got to think you got to find a different answer. I just don't know that people have the depth at a thin position. Yeah,
4: no, you're to, right. To do that, you got to have two good backs, and you better have a great third receiver. If you can do that, or if you're in a league where you can flex your tight end, mm. maybe you can get away with it. But otherwise, you're playing them. All right. Good news
2: for Carolina fans as Panthers quarterback Cam Newton was back at practice today. Newton and Derek Anderson split first team reps uh, very quickly. If he does play,
4: does it give a boost? To a guy like Jonathan Stewart, just the, just the threat of Cam Newton running? I, I think so, but as long as Jonathan Stewart fumbles inside the five yard line of the <laughs> opponent, I don't know that Cam Newton's going to do anything for you there. It's a risk reward proposition.
3: Uh, I'd play Cam Newton over, say, Phillip Rivers, for example, but it, it's risky because he's got that back injury. Who yeah. knows if they limit him and what he can do with the football? And where does Cam have a lot of his value? Yeah, running, running with the, the ball. All right, we
2: go to uh, San Diego, where fantasy owners will likely be without the services of Keenan Allen in their championship matchups. The wideout suffered a broken collarbone to go along with an ankle injury in Sunday's loss against the Denver Broncos. He is not expected to play on Saturday against the San Francisco 49ers, although I would say even if he was,
3: I don't know if he would be a strong play either way. No, he wouldn't be because the Niners' defense is pretty darn tough, so... Keenan Allen, this is a lost season for him. Uh, this is where I worry about the rookies who are playing well right now. Mike Evans. A, a, a whole bunch of them mm-hmm. because the sophomore slump is going to hit at least one or two of them just like it did to Keenan Allen this year.
2: How about uh, Phillip Rivers, though? Losing a guy like Keenan Allen, uh, even though he's had a down year, he's been a valuable real-life football player uh, for the San Diego Superchargers. Without Keenan Allen, does Phillip Rivers' value, as low as it may be, Mike, uh, take another hit?
4: Well, I'm not as low on Phillip Rivers as you are because oh, I, I think am. I think that he knows that, I mean, they have to win this game. And we saw the Chargers turn it on last year in a big way yeah. to get into the playoffs. Uh, Phillip Rivers has been able to go to other guys, like number 85 there, Antonio Gates. How weird. The, More the, targets for 85, huh? Exactly. And 49ers <laughs> are a little bit in disarray right now, James, as an organization. So I'm not as down on Rivers. I'm not saying you start Rivers over Tony Romo or Matt Ryan mm-hmm. or someone like that, but I'm not as down on him as I wouldn't you touch are. him. I, I'd play
3: Sanchez over him. I'd play Robert Griffin the third over
4: him. Wow. In fact, the only way that I'd play Philip
3: Rivers and Elliott will like this if we bring back Wes Chandler, maybe John Jefferson, some of those guys that can stretch defenses <laughs> back in the old 80s with Dan Fouts. That's Rivers. It. He speaks highly of your analysis. <laughs> I'm still not wearing a bolo tie.
2: Right. All right, living legend uh, Antonio Gates may see a boost uh, in that game, though. All right, let's join the rest of our NFL Fantasy Live crew and send it over to Molly and Marcus, guys.
1: Mr. Cole, thank you kindly. Hello, everybody. He's NFL.com fantasy editor Marcus Grant, and I'm Molly Caraman. It's Wednesday, and for most of you, it's the day we work the waiver wire for new players. So let's check out the most added players on NFL.com this week. How about it? Let's do it. Joseph Randall, that's a new name. We'll get into that in just a minute. Matt Asiata, Jonathan Stewart. We know why they're obviously at the injury to D'Angelo Williams. Niall Davis. He stole a touchdown. Jeremy Hill and uh, Carlos Hyde. But let's focus in first here on Joseph Randall. He was the Cowboys' 151st pick at Oklahoma State in this year's draft, and he's competing for the backup job there in the Cowboys' he's backfield.
5: for the backup job, although he may end up being a starter depending on how things go. I mean, you heard the guys talking about DeMarco Murray and what his outlook could be for this week. This is a guy... You gotta go pick up. Even if you don't need a running back, there's a chance that you might be playing against somebody who has DeMarco Murray mm-hmm. on their roster. So if he's out there, go get Joseph Randall, if only to block your opponent mm-hmm. from having that handcuff option. And hey, look, if DeMarco doesn't play, Randall's gonna be the guy who steps in and gets all the work.
1: And we will discuss more tips like that on how to win Absolutely. a championship, like blocking guys uh, later on in the show. Now, Jonathan Stewart, he's made the most of his opportunity there with D'Angelo Williams a bit banged up. What's the situation here?
5: Well, Jonathan Stewart has really been the most consistent thing in this Panthers offense pretty much all season long. And I know people have always been concerned about him. One, because the Panther running back situation has been so convoluted. Also because Stewart has had injury problems. But this year, he's stayed healthy. He's been productive. And if he can hold on to the football, like Elliot said, inside that five-yard line, then that makes things a lot better. But just because of volume especially against the Browns defense that was gashed last week. I like Jonathan Stewart.
1: This just in another tricky backfield situation towards the end of the season. We head to San Francisco. Frank Gore had the concussion. Carlos Hyde, the ankle and back. How do you handle this?
5: Well, I think right now you keep an eye, obviously, on the injury reports, on the practice reports, see how things go. It would appear that because the game's on Saturday, Hyde probably has a better chance to play than Gore simply because Mm -hmm. Gore has to go through the concussion protocol. Plus, now that the Niners are out of the playoff chase, this is a team looking to build for next year, and why not see exactly what you have with your young running back who really has run hard at times? So I would expect to see Carlos Hyde get a high volume of touches against the are Chargers. Are you picking
1: up Bruce Miller or Alfonso no. Smith blocking? No, okay, no, I got a little no. aggressive there. I got excited. <laughs> right. We like all things to be equal here on NFL Fantasy Live. Marcus, thank you for your honesty. So we can't look at the most added without breaking down the most dropped. So here are the most dropped guys. On NFL.com, a couple of backs to lead it off. Denard Robinson, Isaiah Crowell, Larry Donnell, obviously the tight end Brandon Marshall, Johnny Manziel, I think we know why, Andre Ellington, Mohamed Sanu, and the guys just talked about Keenan Allen. But let's pick it up here with Isaiah Crowell. He's nursing a hip injury. He played behind Terrence West, but still outgained and outtouched him.
5: He has been. And, you know, I know the Browns have been trying to split carries between these two. Crowell has been overall the better of the two, but look, this is championship week. This is not the kind of situation where you want to kind of play the matchups. You don't want to go with somebody you're worried about. Absolutely not. So this is one where, no matter how good or how much you like Isaiah Crowell, if you've got better options, and right now there are a lot of better options out there, I think you're staying away from him. And look, you're not holding on to him for next week. There is no next week for you. So it's fine to put him on the waiver wire.
1: Johnny Manziel's rookie debut will stay there in Cleveland. Not what he hoped for. The Bengals pitching a shutout against him. Any reason for optimism? Uh, I mean, maybe, uh,
5: but for 2015, certainly not for this season. I'm not taking a chance. And and what we saw on Sunday was the reason that I was not going to trust my playoff life to him. I said, if you're playing in a daily league, maybe you take a chance on Manziel, but not if you need to uh, win to survive in advance and we saw what went wrong there. I don't have any illusions that it's going to be night and day from next or next week. I think he may continue to struggle. So Again, you're not playing for next week. Maybe if you're in a keeper, league, you hang on to him. But otherwise, it's fine to let him go.
1: And Jordan Matthews did start the year off strong. But he was held without a catch week 15 against the Cowboys. He just hasn't been the same player. He
5: really hasn't. He and Mark Sanchez seem to have a little bit of a budding bromance when Sanchez took over at the starting spot. But that has faded away. Mm -hmm. We've seen Jeremy Macklin get back into the, the mix there in that passing game. And Matthews just has not been consistent enough for you to warrant holding on to him on a roster spot there, so it's fine if you're moving guys around, if you're shuffling pieces, there are other wide receivers out there who are better options.
1: Yeah, at this point, the guys that are on the most dropless should be dropped. Should
5: be dropped. Because yeah.
1: we're not playing around when championships are on the line. No,
5: this is real. This, this is, is real. Serious. Things have gotten
1: real. This is serious. Marcus, thank you. Be sure to set your DVRs for our nightcap edition of NFL Fantasy Live. Marcus and I will be here getting you covered, and we'll keep you up to speed on the latest injury news and updates for your roster, so tune in at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m pacific right here on nfl network we'll have all the updates on practice reports it is never too soon to start looking ahead to next season and we're trying to pick out the buzz for 2015 so you know who to avoid in next year's draft yes we're already looking ahead and you held them in high regard when you drafted them this season but how many of those first round stars gave you first round fantasy points i know it's sad time to take a deeper look to see if they slip down the draft board for next year
2: Are you out of the fantasy playoffs? Well, hey, listen, we got a great consolation prize. With NFL Playoff Challenge, you can keep your fantasy season going through to the Super Bowl. Just pick the players you think will perform the best each and every week in the playoffs, and you could win a trip to Super Bowl 50. It's a great prize. Sign up for free today at NFL.com slash Playoff Challenge. How do I get in on that? I know, really, right? Oh, seriously? Yeah, okay, cool. All right, <laughs> it's never too early to start thinking ahead, even a 2015. But to look ahead, you got to look back. Here's your top ten from this year's draft based on average draft position. Uh, LaShawn McCoy had the highest ADP of about 2.1, so he was the highest player uh, generally taken off of the board there. And you see the rest of the top ten, Jamal Charles, uh, Matt Forte, Marshawn Lynch rounding out the the bottom half of the draft, Jimmy Graham, DeMarco Murray, and Dez Bryant. All right, so – uh, out of those first round guys, who do you see falling out uh, of the
3: first round for 2015? Oh, well, I'm going to go with Marshawn Lynch. Uh, and the reason why is that he has had a lot of carries over the last four years. If you look at it, over 300 touches in each of those last four seasons. And to be quite honest with you guys, I don't even know if he's going to play next year. What happens if Seattle wins the Super Bowl? He's got two Super Bowl wins. Maybe he says, I'm riding off into the sunset. He could be a Hall of Famer, potentially, if he wins another Super Bowl. And if he doesn't come back to Seattle, where does he go? To Oakland, maybe? And at that point, you're not drafting Marshawn Lynch in the first round. So, as great as he's been, as good as he is, I just don't see him being picked in the first round next year. Well, and
5: I think what you you described there was the reason a lot of us were concerned about him coming into this This year, year. even. And, and look, he's performed well. He's had some huge games this season. But you're right. That accumulation starts to become a factor, especially with a guy – who runs as hard and as violently as Marshawn right. Lynch does?
2: So hard to doubt Marshawn, though, man. We everyone doubted him coming into this year. Wait, He's wait, really wait! No, no, no,
3: no! Don't put me into that group. No, no,
2: no!
5: you were not. I've got him on a bunch <laughs> no, you're
2: of things. Right. No, so you. Nobody right. wanted him. Yeah, you're right. No, you're right. He had a. a, a he was somewhere in the top five, but uh, you
4: were,
3: and you were comfortable with that. I got price. him in the second round in, in one league. I couldn't believe it.
4: You know what, James? I'm a big fan of Marcus's guy. I want to get to Marcus's guy. Who is this, Jimmy Graham? Wow, Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham is the— That's a great pick, dude. You like that? Yes. That's why I picked it.
5: Um, you know, <laughs> but Jimmy Graham, obviously, he has, been, he has been a disappointment this year, especially considering where you got him. He was a guy that was slotted near the bottom of the first round in a lot of mm-hmm. drafts. Look, he has been banged up this year. He has yeah. not been 100% healthy. That has certainly had to do with it. But— Also, it seems as though Jimmy Graham has been slotted into that Saints receiver roulette that we're all so afraid of, where you never know who it's going to be. Before, it just seemed like Graham was immune to that, that he was always going to get his targets. But he went a game this year when he was healthy and got zero targets. That seems unthinkable. And so, this isn't to say Jimmy Graham's going to be a bust next year that he can't produce, but... I think people are going to look at him and see that he's not going to bring back first-round value. I think he's a guy who slips down a couple of rounds.
3: I drafted Jimmy Graham in the first round in two leagues. Didn't make the playoffs in
4: either one. Yeah.
3: If I Burn could me. pick
4: my list of most overrated players in the NFL, he'd be one of them. The only gold jacket he should be anointed for is when it's raining outside and the Saints give him a little wow. gold jacket. He he's not a, he, he, I don't think he's a game-changer. He's okay. a game-changer if they protect the passer and if Drew Brees makes good throws. Then he's a game-changer, but he's not a first-round pick. He's a good player. Good player I just don't think he's one of the top 10 players in the NFL Elliot, or fantasy. I know. Just a strong ellie Elliot, we'll stay it with is you. It is.
2: Who else falls out to of the top uh 10 picks there next well, year?
4: Well, you know, I'm going to pick a, a name, a small name here. Okay. Peyton Manning. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> Peyton never, Manning. Never heard of it. That's him. my guy never on heard this list <laughs> when we were asked in the meeting. Look, Peyton Manning's going to be 39 years old, fellas. Born in 1976. That's the first thing. Number two, there's been some questions raised about his arm strength. Now, He hasn't had Major League arm strength in a long time, but it's looked even worse. And then the last thing is, John Fox is head coach. John Fox has never wanted to win football games by throwing the ball all over the park. He wants to run the football, play defense, and have his quarterback make timely throws. And I just think that the Broncos next year, number one, will play more like they're playing right now. And if the Broncos play more like they play right now, how do you take Peyton Manning in the first round? Then he becomes, what, maybe a third-round pick. Russell Wilson or Peyton Manning next
5: year? Russell Wilson. There you Ooh, go. Yeah, I mean, I just think when you look at the quarterbacks, especially, there aren't going to be a lot of them that go in the first round. But Aaron Rodgers is going to be there. I think Andrew Luck maybe uh, you know no jumps question. over Peyton Manning, so I think that that does bump him out. And I'm okay with taking Jimmy Graham's gold jacket and
4: giving it to Peyton Manning right now.
5: I'm <laughs> cool, with oh, that. that's cool. Yeah. The cool rain that. one yeah. or the, no, no, uh, the, 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 the
3: one old. in Canada? Well, one thing okay. that we <laughs> have to preach to people now about drafts next year yes. is that, and I've been doing this forever. Okay, you go after the running backs early, but once those five or six really good running backs are off the board you got to go best player available, and Peyton Manning is not going to be one of those players in the top ten. Amen.
2: Good stuff. Bold statements as well. (laughs) Elliot Harrison coming strong today. All right, if you want to find out which players uh, we think will sneak into the first round next year, you can find them now on NFL Now. Be sure to visit NFL.com slash now to download the app for free. And take a look at our Way Too Early series on NFL.com as well. We're talking Way Too Early busts, Way Too Early sleepers. You go to the website, it's got a nice little website there, NFL.com slash Way Too Early. Speaking of, Fabs, who do you see as a Way Too Early bust for 2015? This one hurts. It hurts
3: right here because I love DeMarco Murray. (laughs) And I love the Dallas Cowboys, and I'm really afraid for what he can or can't do next year. Because if you look at the trend of running backs, who hit 370 carries in a year. A lot of times the following year, their numbers drop off big time. Dramatically. We saw it with Larry Johnson. We've seen it with Eddie George. Uh, we have Jamal seen Anderson. It. Jamal Anderson dating back to 1998. You remember that, Harrison? Yeah. And he actually blew out his, his knee on a yeah. Monday night against the Cowboys. Yes. Uh, Sean Alexander. So this is a very, very bad number to hit for a running back. Now, the good thing is that DeMarco's young. Uh, So maybe he can still be an effective running back, but he will not do again what he's done this year. This is the magical season. This is the best that he'll ever be from a fantasy perspective.
2: Marcus Grant, how about Ronnie White? Yeah,
5: we're going to have to say goodbye to Rodimus, I think, next year. Uh, This is a guy who's been really good for a really long time. But part of it is that for the majority of his career, he was very healthy, had that long games played streak. Then last year we started to see him get nicked up. This year he's battled some injuries. You start to wonder whether or not – That's going to become a theme. Plus, with the emergence of Julio Jones, that is another guy who's going to start to take his targets. I think we're going to start to see them phase White out. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe the Falcons go out somewhere middle of the draft, go get themselves a wide receiver. But I think White goes from being maybe a a WR2 to a guy who's a third wide receiver at best, at
2: best. And there's so many nice young receivers as well, including Mike Evans. But Elliot Harrison you don't like Mike Evans for next year.
4: I don't like him based on where I think people are going to draft him. It's exactly what I said about Monte Ball coming into this year. You know, I, I just I don't see Mike Evans being a second-round guy, and I think that's where somebody is going to reach and take him. Even if it's bottom of the second round, that's still way too high. Look, he's got a lot of touchdowns this year. How often do wide receivers put up back-to-back years of 12 and 13 touchdowns? I mean, a few years ago, Calvin Johnson had almost 2,000 yards. What did he have? Five. Five. Touchdowns. Five. You know, we saw years where Brandon Marshall and Miami had just a couple. I just don't see Mike Evans having 1,800 yards to compensate for maybe a lack of touchdowns. All
3: right, Fabs, how about Justin Forsett? I think he is going to be the single most popular bus candidate in fantasy football next year because, number one, remember, he's an older guy. I mean, he hasn't had a lot of carries, but he's an older mm-hmm. guy. And who knows what the Ravens are going to do in that backfield. He's a free agent after this season, so he's having a very good year uh, for contract purposes. But I don't know that I see him as a featured back next year or moving forward. He may not end up in Baltimore. He may end up somewhere else where he's a third down back. This is the best year he's ever going to have uh, from a fantasy perspective. And enjoy it while it lasts because next year. Justin Forsett is likely to be a bust. Although I, I, I will say this. If he
2: does come back to Baltimore, certainly an intriguing pick in it terms is, of Justin Forsett. But you
3: would think the Ravens are going
4: to have to get a running
3: They're back go because somewhere in the draft, got, Bernard Pierce has done nothing. Right. And you, you got to have more Tyler
4: than Farrell's there. Talia Farrell. Yep. That's it. And, sorry. you know, age is a factor for Marcus's candidate there. Roddy White's going to be year 11 next year. True. Not everybody can do it past a decade.
2: I thought you were just saying age was going to be a factor for Marcus Grant, I period. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm just getting better, you know. I think you, you look go. good. All right, <laughs> listen. The pressure is high for fantasy championship week but which matchups are just a little too risky to play find out as we talk about matchups to avoid coming up and defense wins championships that old moniker that rule might just apply to your fantasy super bowl as well as we reveal some of the strongest plug and play defenses
1: coming up Make sure to join NFL Network for Thursday night football as the Tennessee Titans face their AFC South rival, the Jacksonville Jaguars. NFL Total Access kickoff starts at 6 p.m. Eastern and takes you through the game. Football starts here. Hello again, and for those of you heading into a championship game, first of all, we want to wish you congratulations, and secondly, we are here to help ease those nerves and give you a little advice. Guys, we're going to rip through as many matchups that owners should avoid this week. And, Fabs, I want to begin with Philip Rivers facing the Niners. Why are you weary of this one?
3: Well, Rivers has not been a good fantasy quarterback for most of the last five weeks or so. I know how good he was early on in the year, but that was then. This is now one touchdown pass with fewer in five of his last six games – the Niners have allowed the fewest fantasy points per game to road quarterbacks this year. To be quite honest with you, Molly, I'd cut Rivers right now because you don't need him. He is not a guy you can trust this week.
1: Yeah, he was hot at the right time the beginning of the season. Elliot, LeGarrette Blount was vultured for a touchdown by Shane Vereen, then out-touched yeah. by Jonas Gray against Miami, and this week he gets the Jets' stout run, due.
4: Yeah, you know what, and I'm going to be the first to admit that I am not going bold here. LeGarrette Blount is a guy that most of you should not be starting because if you're in your Super Bowl week here... You should have one of the best lineups, in theory, in your league. However, if you're considering it in the flex, consider that the Jets are a very difficult team to run on in reality, which always monitors my – or influences my fantasy decisions. Mm -hmm. I would sit blunt.
1: Rightfully so. Eli Manning had a nice outing, kind of redeeming himself there, connecting with um, Odell Beckham, excuse me, for a few scores, but that was against the Redskins.
3: Exactly. You know, sometimes we got to get Molly into the analyst form here because she knows exactly what she's talking (laughs) about. She doesn't like it. She, well, she should. She'd I'd be good at host, it. I prefer because I get to be in
1: charge. I like and, the and, and,
3: by, and by the way, I know you're a Giants fan, so this mm-hmm. is breaking your heart, but Eli Manning's not a good play this week. Mm-hmm. He was a good play last week against Washington, this week in St. Louis, where fantasy points have gone to die you're lately. you scared of that pass rush, I mean, rush, look right? at that pass rush, the sacks, uh, the pressure they're putting on the quarterback. Eli is not a guy that I'm playing. Oh, by the way, Molly Karen made it to the finals in of our NFL AM versus NFL Yay! Fantasy Lively, so she'll be representing our show in that game against LeVar Arrington, but... Eli Manning should not be in her starting lineup nope. or your starting Are lineup. Are you all
4: mammal? No, I'm
1: not. If Molly you're going up Lynch. against LeVar. I'm i going mean, yeah. up against LeVar. He is all mammal. That's actually his team name. See, I learned from the best guys. All right, but She's so sweet. No, it's the truth. Let's stay focused here, though. Elliot, when you hear Marshawn Lynch, you think it's a lock, but that could be a different deal against Arizona, you think? Yeah, well, I
4: threw myself under the bus a minute ago by saying I'm not going bold with a Garrett Blunt, so I'm making up for it here. I'm going bold. I think that you sit Marshawn Lynch. If you're in your Super Bowl week, you can't afford 8.2 from mm-hmm. your RB1 or your RB2. You just can't. Does that sound like a decent week? Sure, eight points is great. But you need 15 points if you're going to win your fantasy Super Bowl, or your fantasy championship against that Cardinals run defense. I don't trust it. I'm playing the trends. I'm playing the numbers. Mm-hmm. And I'm playing what my eyeballs tell me. I'm saying sit Marshawn Lynch.
1: Yeah, there's just too much on the line. Unless
4: you have just terrible running backs.
1: Yeah, and it's, and it's your only option. All right, so if you have one of those matchups to avoid, we have just the thing you might want to consider, the, um, a regular must-start situation with these guys we're going to mention. But we're going to give you some plug-and-play fantasy players worthy of a spot on your championship lineup this week. And we begin with Denver's breakout star fab, C.J. Anderson, who's clearly a focal point in Denver's now run-heavy offense.
3: Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, and this, is, this isn't this is even plug-and-play. I mean, this is no-brainer but at awesome. this point. Mm-hmm. C.J. Anderson's been one of the best Pickups off the waiver wire in fantasy football, and he gets the Bengals on Monday night. They've allowed 11 rushing touchdowns at home this year. That's most in the National Football League. They've allowed the most fantasy points to running backs on their home field. I mean, this couldn't get any better for C.J. Anderson. Now, maybe it's not good for Peyton Manning uh, because they could run the ball a lot. And I have Peyton Manning in our fantasy live league, and I'm playing money, and I'm probably gonna lose. But that's neither here nor there. C.J. Anderson is
4: now,
1: he dare I hard. say it,
4: a must start. He runs hard, man. You can't give Manning credit for the runs eight yards down the field where he's running through a safety.
1: Ellie, I want you to take the lead here on this one because Matt Ryan's my backup, but it appears this week he could be a QB one. This could be a nice matchup.
4: Yeah, I like Matt Ryan. Historically, he's played well against the Saints, including at New Orleans, mm-hmm. which is the key here because that's where he's playing. You look at the week one numbers here, 448 pass yards. That's enough for a good fantasy day. You don't even need the touchdown. It's huge. You throw the three touchdowns on it. Now you're talking about, in standard scoring, a monster day. You get 31 points from your quarterback and your fantasy championship. Guess what? You're probably winning. All you need is an average day from everybody else. Uh, Matt Ryan, I love him this week. And Fabs. Uh, When has the Saints defense really stopped anybody this year? Uh, Well, they stopped Jay Cutler, but he kind of stopped
3: himself.
1: (laughs) But that's (laughs) Jay Cutler. Exactly. And uh, we we won't get into that because Heather Pink, our producer, will get mad at me here. But let's focus on the Eagles' defense. They could be a nice play in the nation's capital, right, this matchup? There
3: are a lot of good streaming defensive Mm -hmm. options this week, and the Eagles are right at the top of my list, playing against the Washington Redskins and Robert Griffin III. Hey, he likes to turn the ball over. We all know that. The Eagles are actually the highest scoring defense in fantasy, but they're still available in a lot of leagues out there. I actually have them in one of my leagues. I picked them up off the waiver wire over the last four weeks. No team has given up more fantasy points of defenses
4: than the Washington Redskins.
1: And I just want to mention, that game is on our air on NFL Network on Saturday. And, right. Right. and I will and I want to mention
4: I'm proud of Fabs. Number one, he got one of Express's best ties. He's wearing it. <laughs> you I think. Number much. two, he mentioned a defense. I did. Are you yes. feeling okay? You guys are hey, color-coordinated today. You, you, You're not on camera. We'll, we'll show yeah. you
1: later, though. But speaking of defenses, Panthers defense uh, doing a little better of late, and they get Johnny Manziel. You think they're just going to pick him apart this week?
4: I, I think there's a potential. And that's what you're playing here if you're someone that streams defenses. You know, usually I'm, I'm used to being the only uh, guy that picks defenses. I'm still shocked here that Favs won Eagles. We're going back-to-back defense tape. I'm you inspired me. Carolina has been playing a lot better. You saw what they did against the Saints when mm-hmm. they won 41-10. to And by the way, the touchdown they gave the Saints was garbage time. Last week, they were very good against Tampa Bay. Look, you get two or three sacks. You get a fumble, an interception. All you're trying to do is get 10 points from your fantasy mm-hmm. defense. What you don't want is you don't want that dreaded two or three. That's what you're trying to avoid. And don't forget, the Panthers' defense at home yeah. has been better than they've been on the road. So It's not a swing for the fences. This mm-hmm. is not, oh my gosh, I think they're going to have 20 points. You just can't afford the three-point fantasy day yes. from your fantasy defense. You're looking for that 10.
1: The 10. You guys looking like 10s. Seriously, though. It's
4: hard to look like
3: it's Color next coordinated. to this yeah. guy.
1: Looking cute, it's right, for holiday right holiday there. season. It's All it's right. right, thank you, gentlemen. The Bears and Saints changed a lot in the fantasy world in the final two minutes of their game on Monday. It's time for our experts to see what we can accomplish in the fantasy genius world in our version of the two-minute drill. And it's the biggest week of the season, and Ranks 11 is on the case to make stealing you a Super Bowl win as easy as walking out the front door with 150 million bucks. This is NFL Fantasy Live. Come on back. Still to come on NFL Fantasy Live, wake up those lineups with some Week 16 sleepers. Ranks 11 is here to steal you your coveted Super Bowl victory. And we've got a supersized start and sit list for you from Michael Fabiano. Is this the week Josh Gordon will break out or have a seat on that bench? What about Matt Ryan? We'll tell you that. And championships, they don't come easy in reality or fantasy. And if you want to raise your league's trophy at the end of the week, you'll need a bold plan. Our experts reveal their strategies so you can take home your league's title. That's all coming up. Welcome back into NFL Fantasy Live, presented by Bose. Thanks for hanging with us. He's Elliot Harrison, he's Marcus Grant, and I'm Molly Caram. And for those of you who asked your questions on Fantasy Genius, our experts are about to answer. If you want your question answered on this show, make sure to submit them at nfl.com slash genius, and uh, we'll do our best, as always. Correct, gentlemen? Sure. Alright. You guys know the drill. We're going to put two minutes on the clock. It's our version of the two-minute drill and get through as many of those Fantasy Genius questions as possible, and uh, hopefully get you a win.
4: Marcus already knows my answers.
1: Yeah?
5: Yes. We uh, we consulted before the show. Yeah.
1: Mm. Right. Okay, I don't, and neither does America. So let's get into it. Better start. Peyton Manning versus the Bengals or Ben Roethlisberger versus the Chiefs?
4: I'm taking Be- no, I'm taking Peyton Manning. I don't trust the See, Bengals
5: in prime time, Molly. Yes, Look, they've th- disappointed us. Before. It's going to be cold in Cincinnati. It mm. makes me worried about Peyton. Plus, I think the Chiefs are going to spend all their time worried about Le'Veon Bell. I'm going uh, Big Ben. Chiefs have a good pass rush. Going Big Ben. Okay.
1: All right, that's who it is. Better start Matt Ryan versus the Saints or Tony Romo versus the Colts. You got to go, Matt Ryan. These this are week. both
4: wonderful starts, but I like Matt Ryan. As I said earlier in the show, mm. I'm sticking with it. Okay. I'm going Matt Ryan too. It's a battle for first place in the, the NFC South. There, there. Hmm. sort He's of, like sort QB of. Too. Yes.
1: What's girl to do better start fred jackson versus the raiders or boom heron versus the cowboys
4: i think marcus is going to say boom heron so I'm gonna agree and say boom Heron uh, I, I just don't trust the Cowboys against a running back you barely ever heard
5: of I've mm-hmm. seen them too many times let a guy like that kill them I really thought you knew me better than that I'm gonna go yeah. Fred Jackson just because Heron seems to be splitting carries with Trent Richardson and I don't Fred know Jackson why Fred Jackson splits not really
1: and that is a split decision better start Harry Douglas versus the Saints or Kelvin Benjamin versus the Browns you gotta go ha- Harry yeah, Douglas.
5: Douglas better match it is yeah. Harry Douglas dependent though on Julio Jones playing
1: how Higher or lower with okay, Russell Wilson? Sure. Let's do it. 15 points versus the Cardinals. What do you think? I'm going higher. 15.6. Yeah. Right. Like not, going not much higher, yeah. but higher, yes. Yeah. <laughs> this I is think, not going to be I a monster day I think you're covering your bases there. All right, better <laughs> flex. Jonathan Stewart versus the Browns or Josh Gordon versus the Panthers?
4: This is a good question, but I'm going to go with the running back position really here. Jonathan yeah. Stewart, more opportunity breeds, more fantasy points. Exactly. I'm going Jay Stu for this one.
1: Yeah, he's been hot of late and taking advantage of the opportunity. Better start Golden Tate versus the Bears or Martavis Bryant versus the Chiefs?
4: Martavis Bryant seems to be an all-or-nothing guy. Golden Tate, very consistent this year. I'd rather
5: play that in my yeah. Super Bowl. Absolutely. Week. Tate gets his great hands so he makes the catch and he's good after the catch too. Yard Listen,
1: I'd rather play the Bears. First it was the <laughs> there's, Giants, there's then that, it was the Jags. That, Jags. That. Yeah. Yes. All right, who will be the biggest disappointment in week 16?
4: <laughs> Once again, staying consistent. I'm going to go
5: Marshawn Lynch. I think he's going to be under eight points or eight and under. I'm going to really? go, I'm staying running back. I'm going to go Matt Forte against that Lions defense. The Bears Ooh. are a mess right now. Hmm. That's a tough Two big tough names to right yeah. potentially
1: sit. Guess what, guys? We got through all of them. We're absolutely First, a It only partner. took us all season. All right, thank <laughs> you <fell> kindly. Over. <laughs> what would a fantasy show be without sleepers? Even though it's week 16, let's head over to Adam Rank for this week's sleepers. Adam.
6: Thanks, guys. Every week on NFL.com, I give you 11 ish sleepers who can help you win your fantasy matchup. But right now, I'm going to give you a special preview with three guys because, well, just that nice of a person. Let's start with Alex Smith. Hear me out. Smith has put up a pretty good stat lines in recent weeks while some big-name guys have let you down. Now he's got a great matchup against the Steelers, who have been very giving to fantasy quarterbacks. In fact, the Steelers are kind of like old St. Nick this time of year, just throwing out fantasy presents to everybody. Of course, there's always a risk that Smith could hand off the ball to Jamal Charles like 89 times this week, but... There's that chance with every quarterback as week 15 showed so I like Smith get him in your lineup let's move on to the running back position and the daily show John Stewart I know I know this might be an instance where you will be chasing the points that Jeremy Hill put on the Browns but man it looked like the Browns did not want to be on the field last week kind of like the way the mean machine turned on Paul Crew when they figured out the fix was in they were just letting them get work so If we're going to see that Browns team again, this could be a great game to get Stewart into your lineup. And my final sleeper this week is Brandon LaFell. The Jets have played a lot better in pass defense in recent weeks, but they just played the Titans, so take that with a grain of salt. I do like this chance for LaFell, who has been targeted a lot over the past couple of weeks. It just hasn't always resulted in touchdowns. I think it will this week. Tom Brady wants to reward his players who have been working hard for him, so I think LaFell goes out and gets in the end zone this week. Well, that's going to do it for me. If you need more, be sure to check out NFL.com slash ranks11. There you can find a Boskey, a Jim Brown, a Miss Daisy, two Jethro's, a Leon Spinks, and not to mention the biggest Ella Fitzgerald ever. See you when I see him
1: see you on the flip side rank like the best are you on the fence about some running backs like Alfred Morris or Latavius Murray let Michael Fabiano guide you to a victory with his weekly list of stardom and sit players and later Christmas comes early to those folks who tweeted the show asking for advice about their fantasy Super Bowls Philip Rivers or Alex Smith this week hmm. all that and more next Look around
2: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. It's that time of the week again, Wednesday, when Michael Fabiano, as he puts it, unleashes the beast. The that beast. is known as his weekly start and sit list. You can check out the full list at NFL.com startsit every Single Wednesday, it's one of the most uh, read articles on not only on the website but in the fantasy universe. All right, let's talk running backs, and we're going to start in the nation's capital.
3: Alfred Morris, starter suit, and Alfred Morris has not been good lately. I mean, let's face it, the numbers have not been there. But I am keeping the faith, and I am starting him against the Philadelphia Eagles. He's averaged over ten fantasy points per game in five career games against Philadelphia. The Eagles have allowed the fifth most fantasy points to running backs when they're playing on the road. So this is a very good matchup for Alfred Morris. And when Morris plays at home, typically, he's almost guaranteed to score a touchdown nine times out of ten. So I think he gets into the end zone, and the fact that Robert Griffin, III is the quarterback, that does help his value a little bit. Another running back that I'm starting this week is Lamar Miller. Now, Miller's not putting up gangbusters' numbers, they're not eye-popping numbers, but he can get you somewhere between 10 and 12 fantasy points as an RB2 or a flex this week against the Vikings. They've allowed 120-plus rushing yards in five of the last six games. They've also allowed the 10th most fantasy points to running backs this year, giving up an average of over 20 points per game. So start Lamar Miller. A player that I would bench this week, Latavius Murray. He's got all kinds of talent, and the future is very bright for him. But. Boy, it's really tough to start a guy when he plays for a team that's always playing from behind. The Raiders have the fewest rushing attempts per game this year, only 20, and the Bills have not allowed a rushing touchdown in four of six road games this year. So as much as I like Latavius' Murray and his talent, I don't like the matchup, and in championship week, I am trying to eliminate risk. That's why I'm sitting Murray. And holy cow, you take a look at that Bills defense as well. They have absolutely They're
2: shut down They good are offenses. playing very well. All right, let's take a look at the rest of uh, your start and sit list. This is just a partial list here, but uh, C.J. Anderson also a start. Steven Jackson a start against New Orleans. Very good flex. And uh, at the sit, uh, Doug Martin to go along with Andre Williams despite uh, a pretty strong effort over, from Andre over the last uh, couple of weeks. But let's transition and talk about wide receivers now. We go back to Washington
3: Deshaun Jackson, start or sit? And another player who has not played well from a fantasy perspective over the last four weeks, but I'm saying start Deshaun Jackson because, number one, he's got a great matchup against the Eagles. They've allowed the second most fantasy points to wide receivers this year, giving up an average of over 27 fantasy points per game. That's a tall. And, James, this is a revenge game. The last time he played his old team, the Eagles, he had 117 yards, one touchdown, over 17 fantasy points. So despite the fact that he has struggled... I like this matchup against Philadelphia. Another player at wide receiver that I would start this week is Roddy White and this is with or without Julio Jones who's dealing with the hip injury. Mm -hmm. We're not sure if he's going to play, but Roddy has recorded 110 plus receiving yards in two of his last three road games against the Saints. He has scored a touchdown in four of his last five games overall and the Saints have given up the sixth most fantasy points to wide receivers giving up an average of over 25 fantasy points per game. And I think this is going to be a shootout there. Matt Ryan will have a good game, so will Roddy White. A wide receiver I'm sitting, and this pains me, but Josh Gordon. Wow. I can't trust him right now. His targets have decreased in each of his last three games. He hadn't scored a touchdown since last year, and the Panthers are really good against wide receivers at home. In fact, they've given up the fifth fewest fantasy points to road wide receivers this year. So Josh Gordon is a guy, and and let's be honest, Johnny Manziel, I mean, he looked like Johnny Turnover last week. He was terrible. (laughs) So you can't trust the quarterback. The matchup is bad. His numbers haven't been there. I've got to bench Josh Gordon.
2: It was uh, Johnny Trainwreck, really. Was, it was uh, Johnny yes. Trainwreck, yes. All it right. Was. Uh, and it's surprising, too, because a lot of folks, uh, yourself included, Fabs, invested heavily into Josh Gordon. But you're right, the, the I targets have for to be fine. Yes. All right. So take a look at the, the other week 16 wide receiver start sits here. Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, even against the St. Louis d- defense, it's been very good. Got to uh, play him. You pretty much have to play him every single week. Mike Evans has got a decent matchup against Green Bay. Uh, on the sit side, Larry Fitzgerald
3: and Percy. Harvin to go along with Sammy. Where has Sammy Watkins gone? And that Raiders defense has been really tough against wide receivers, so don't think, oh, it's Oakland. you got to play Sammy Watkins. It's not true. All right. At the quarterback position, Matt Ryan has had an extraordinarily
2: nice stretch of games, putting up 20-plus points in three consecutive contests. Can we assume
3: he keeps it going against the Saints this week? I think he does. Yeah. Uh, don't look at that Monday night game and think, oh, well, the Saints defense played pretty well against Jake Cutler and the Bears. <laughs> I mean, Matt Ryan has been on fire, as you mentioned, 20-plus points in three straight games. 715 passing yards, five touchdowns in his last two road games against the Saints. And New Orleans has allowed the second-most fantasy points to quarterbacks over the last four weeks, even with what Jay Cutler didn't do on Monday night. So, what does this mean? It means you're starting Matt Ryan. He is in my top five among quarterbacks this week. Another quarterback I'm starting is Tony Romo. I got burned last week. He played really well in Philadelphia for the first time in a long time. He now has thrown three-plus touchdown passes in four of his last five games, and this is a good matchup against the Colts. They've allowed the fifth-most fantasy points to home quarterbacks this year, giving up an average of almost 20 fantasy points per game. And with or without DeMarco Murray, I say Tony Romo, has a very good stat line in what could be a very high-scoring game. A quarterback that I would sit this week, and honestly, James, I'd cut him because mm-hmm. you're not going to use him, is Phillip Rivers. One touchdown pass or fewer in five of his last six games, 14-plus fantasy points once in his last six games. This is not the same guy who is tearing it up early on in the year. He is not producing. Keenan Allen is hurt. This is just a mess. I would definitely not start the San Diego Chargers quarterback any of their wide receivers or any of their running backs this week. It's basically Antonio Gates, and that's it. Antonio Gates
2: and Antonio Gates. That's right. There you go. Especially against those Niners, man. Holy cow. Uh, despite all the turmoil there in San Francisco, their defense has still performed admirably. Alright, the rest of your start and sit quarterbacks here for Week 16. Mark Sanchez on the start side. Still despite, up there. Yeah, despite struggling last week as well, Matt Stafford, a good solid start against uh, that weak Chicago defense. On the sit side, Colin Kaepernick, well... That goes without saying. Boy, what a disappointing he <laughs> Unreal.
3: I don't even know what's happening to Colin Even Kaepernick. against good matchups, he can't get yeah, it done. Yeah,
2: exactly right. All right. We know you're worried about Matt Forte going against that very tough Lions defense during the biggest week in fantasy. It's championship week. But we're going to tell you why you shouldn't be scurred and some other helpful tips for your fantasy Super Bowl matchups.
1: NFL is not easy, and winning a fantasy championship probably feels just as hard for some of us. Luckily, we are here to give you some advice for your biggest week of your fantasy season. Fabs, what's one thing you would tell someone as they head in to prepare for their fantasy Super Bowl?
3: Don't pay attention just to your lineup. Pay attention to your opponent, too. Mm-hmm. And Matt Money-Smith, perfectly, this is a perfect example... He doesn't need Joseph Randall, okay, but he knows that I have DeMarco Murray and Murray's status is in question. So, what did he do? He picked up Randall that's because he had a waiver Smith. priority to block <laughs> me from getting. And it kills me, but it's smart on Money's part. Another thing, too, if your opponent has an elite quarterback, right, and you have your quarterback that's set up, drop any backup quarterbacks you have, pick up some defenses that they may want to pick up and play. All's fair in love and fantasy football, guys. Love and fantasy.
2: Elliot, uh, you would advocate
4: playing as many waiver wire guys as possible, right? Well, uh, apparently I don't have as much time as fabs and money to be blocking guys in the waiver wire. (laughs) (laughs) So, what what I'm (laughs) going to say is dance with who brung you. And that goes for both strategy and the players that you have. So, if you've been streaming defenses all year long and you've been doing great, trust your own judgment. Don't say, you know what, this week I'm going to play the better reality defense. Second of all, Dance with who, you means the players on your team. I know Matt Forte has got a tough matchup <laughs> this week against the Detroit Lions. But Matt Forte, <laughs> ride to or me, die, baby. hey, the Hashtag cool thing about or Matt or Forte die, man. is, hey, the Lions may be able to stop the run, but Matt Forte can catch the football. So especially if you're in any kind of PPR, I don't care if it's .25 PPR, this guy can catch eight balls against the Lions. So, yeah, maybe he runs for 24 yards. But if he catches eight for 50 in a touchdown – you're still on the green, man. I thought Fantasy Computer was going to make a. I, thought, I
1: just want to make sure—is that what you did at Homecoming in the prom? You danced with the Dance you, with you, exactly. I just want sure. to. What real life advice? What other choices do you have? The women blues. were lining up to dance with this guy. Yes, <laughs> I, I'm sure. False. Mark What's your one strategy? Well, mine's a corollary
5: to what Elliot said. And That's basically don't overthink what you're doing here. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, Matt Forte does not have a great matchup this week mm-hmm. against the Lions, but because he's Matt Forte, because of what he can do, where his ceiling is, it's hard to sit him. Jimmy. Graham, another guy. I know he's frustrated a lot of you out there, but really... What are you going to do in terms of going to get a tight end right yeah. now? What kind of tight end are you well, going to find right. off the waiver mm-hmm. wire that you can feel confident will get yeah. you more production than I Jimmy guess you Graham? Don't
3: like Jason Morrow, huh?
5: Yeah, no, not so much. <laughs> no. uh, so, you know, at this point, don't get all crazy. Don't and think too hard about
4: this hey, whole hey, thing. This they the got the same, you here. This is the same Jimmy Graham you kicked out of the first round next year.
5: Well, right? yeah, but you know
2: that was next year. <laughs> I
5: just
4: want to make sure that I was that it. was
2: that
1: was this. Details, details, my friends.
2: All right, let's keep with the fantasy championship theme. We asked you at home to tweet the show using the hashtag fantasy #FantasySuperBowl. So here are some championship-level tweets from you at home. The first one. Uh, yeah, good luck with Don't that Don't try name. to pronounce yeah, that. Okay. That's so How about this? Alshon launched me to the finals <laughs> Monday night. This weekend, do I start Philip Rivers or Alex Smith at quarterback? I like the red herring off the top, by the way. Uh,
5: so, quarterback question, who, who do we take here? I'm going Alex Smith in this one because that Pittsburgh secondary has been questionable pretty much all year long. Uh, I will say this. I wouldn't count on Alex Smith to throw a touchdown to a wide receiver. Maybe <laughs> to a running back, maybe a tight end. Don't look for Dwayne Bowe to get in the end zone.
3: I would start Alex Smith, drop Philip Rivers, block your opponent from picking up someone they may want.
1: All right, got to block you guys now because wow. we have another tweet from Connor B. He asks us to pick three, Randall Cobb, T.Y. Hilton, Kelvin Benjamin, Mike Evans, or Josh Gordon. Wow. Good
3: receivers. I, I'd have to bench Gordon out of that group.
5: Yeah, yeah I'm yeah, okay wouldn't. with that. I don't okay. really like the matchup for Josh Gordon. Absolutely, especially with Johnny Manziel looking so awful All last right, week. All right, so that's
1: not three, but but Gordon's a goner. We'll do it. All right, that's going to do it for us for
2: today. But tomorrow, we're revealing the players to bench in your championship matchups. You won't want to miss it. All right, for
3: Molly, I'm James Kell. See you later. You just and I'm in the Molly made a great catch. <laughs> she Bye. can catch.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night.
1: Mini golf, anyone?
0: It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota. Let's go places.